0: Welcome to Design and Build Happiness, the podcast to show homeowners the secret of creating your aspirational extension or renovation project to make sure the end result is customised to your lifestyle, personality and taste. Secret number one, homes that you customise to you create happiness every single day. Now each month we talk to a different design and build expert about their product or service so we can demystify technical terms, extract lessons learned, and obtain industry secrets so you can make sure you get exactly what you want and need for your dream home upgrade while not being caught out and making common mistakes, which, honestly, happen in most upgrade projects. This month, we are talking to Sally Colden of Red Dog Glass Design. Now, the reason I'm interested in bringing forward hybrid artists and construction fit-out designers, product designers, is that our ability to just move house or just upgrade or just extend has been curtailed recently. And I know a lot of people are feeling very despondent and frustrated. I want to introduce you to the interesting and innovative options that there are having a highly technical and functional home where you get to have a bit of fun and expressing your personality at the same time. Let me also introduce myself. I'm Abigail Hall. I'm known as the Queen of Construction. I have designed and built happiness for wealthy homeowners and demanding developers. For over 15 years, I've been delivering high-end and historic renovations and brand-new extensions, including some very innovative and sexy functions and finishes. Over time, I've learned how to translate these billionaires' build secrets into my own humble home. I've become an expert on how to design and build essential function and finishes to deliver real happiness in your home and share these secrets through this podcast. So Sally, welcome to Design and Build. It's a pleasure to see you. We saw each other recently for a rapid coffee and a chat at the Surface Design Show at the Business Design Centre in Islington. How did the show go? Oh, it, it was amazing. It was great to meet you and a very welcome cup of
1: coffee. It was too, I have to say. My feet were quite a bit. Yeah, oh, it was amazing. It was really busy. Lots of amazing conversations with designers and architects um, and home builders, things like that. Um, yeah, it was it was just amazing. And what an amazing array of talent and innovative surfaces that there were there as well. It was just beautiful to walk around the other exhibitors and see their... They're amazing.
0: And that's exactly inspiration. That's why I always recommend I love surfing the internet at home on the sofa, scroll, scroll, scroll. But there is nothing like going to these design shows. And I was blown away, obviously, seeing your product in situ, in person, the quality of it, the the, the vibrancy of it, the innovation, the beauty of it. But also, if I'm looking for something else, looking for something different, I'm inspired. I might get yeah. something might catch my eye and I think, oh, that's I've kind of been thinking about that. So, yeah, I'm yeah, r- um, a real shout out for any kind of design show. They're not always um, expensive. In fact, a lot of them are free to go to. Yeah. So get yourself signed up for a newsletter. Sign up to their Instagram account. Yeah. But anyway, and it's we- a good, I always find it's a really great place to go. If you're looking
1: for inspiration, you can see a lot of amazing products all in one place. So you don't have to go to different parts of the country or different shops or whatever to find them. You've got them all in one spot. So it's it's brilliant. It's a great way to do your brainstorming and kind of get your innovation.
0: Exactly so. And let me tell you, you might go in as a complete novice and, and think, oh, I've got a load of really basic questions but if you have that conversation over and over by the time you reach the last person they're thinking you're the expert in it because you've spoken about it so much and that's how we learn isn't it that's how we get all this knowledge about this wonderful industry that we work in but I could spitball about that all day but we've got some lovely questions that I want to go through with you um first and foremost tell us about uh, Red Dog Glass Design share us with us the main problem that your product is basically solving for homeowners yeah well that's that's a really interesting question and
1: and for me i think it's not a problem but but a challenge and it's all about how a space feels i think that's what we really solve um because we're art i'm creating bespoke art pieces for to create extraordinary spaces basically and for me it's about how a space feels so how do you want it to feel do you want it to feel calm do you want it to feel energized and all of this can be really influenced by the art that you have around you Um, and so you know looking at color looking at the way the painting's actually constructed um, so for me I think in answer to your question, it's about the feel. So it's all about the senses uh, in a space, is what we deal with. Sally, you see, I
0: can tell you're an artist as opposed to a construction person. We talk about, oh, it's a function, your form, and finish, <laughs> your feel. I need to get some of these softer F words. But I mean, to, just to be really clear that yes, you are an artist first and foremost, and I know that you've, you've had a wonderful career trajectory that's given you inspiration and an influence from so many places. But when I'm talking to you and I'm talking about projects where we could work on together, it's this—it's this application of artwork onto glass, and th- yes. therefore that glass allowing to have both a functional form, a splashback, an upstand for a home bar, for example. A, could even be the face of a home bar. I'm really into home bars. You're going to mention—you're going to hear me mention those. Yep. Um, yep. So it's got that functional thing that you need to have something there, so the wallpaper isn't damaged. So the Paint isn't damaged, the plaster isn't damaged, but also introducing your personality at the same time. And your personality as an artist. So we're used to bringing artist personalities into our homes, but not necessarily fusing it with things that are really functional.
1: Yes. And that's what I really, that's what Red Dog is absolutely about. It's about bringing art into living spaces, but in a practical way yeah um, you know this is totally you know hygienic you wipe it you know it's toughened glass so 220 degrees c it takes so put it behind a cooker yeah. but you know put it anywhere where there's heat I mean it's it's all very functional
0: uh, that and that's exactly why you're in design and build happiness because that's what we're looking to do now I actually would push back and say I think your I think your product does solve a problem and I think that problem is that generally in new build developments that I work and consult on and properties that have been flipped or where the owner of the property, perhaps that you've bought previously was really into beige core or gray core, which is kind of everything being just a range of that palette. It it actually, you might find that your your kitchen or, or, or a kind of entertaining space is really anemic. And not everyone's personality resonates with that. And I'm not judging anyone who it does, but actually, so I think there is a problem of, I don't want to rip out out a perfectly good functioning kitchen, just because it's a sea of beige. How, what can I do? And I can't put a, you know, a painting on the front of my fridge. You could with magnets. No, I'm not trying it, no, no. Uh, It's, you know, it's how can we build something in? So I think there is a problem there. And I think that is a problem that more people suffer with than we realise. Yes.
1: Well, I didn't want to be kind of discerning about beige, but you're absolutely spot on. <laughs> I think what,
0: not what, what I'm not sorry. <laughs> I can say whatever I like. If people don't like me, they don't listen. It's fine.
1: <laughs> I think what, what we do is we just bring some vibrancy. We bring interest to the space and it makes it beautiful um and and it, it gives that feeling it gives that energy that when you look at something you either smile at it you know so it's not a plain bit of glass that's that you know that's oh, functional, functional and yeah, it yeah, brings yeah. color you know a plain color that's fine but if you want to bring some interest to it and a talking point so when people visit or you know if, if you're if you entertain regularly then this brings a talking point to your to your kitchen space or your well. Ba- I was about to say bathroom, but I'm not sure how many people you invite into your bathroom. But
0: anyway, each their own. There's no judgment here. If I'm if I'm casting guest versions against beige and greycore, then we can just be open to what happens in the bathroom. Moving <laughs> <laughs> on quickly, I think, Sally. Um, I think so. I'd love it if you could share with me when you've had um, any kind of epic fail, something that's really kind of taught you a bit of a lesson. Sure. Well, I was. <sighs> gosh i have to say
1: we we we've been we've been pretty lucky so far we haven't had any major major disasters with with the glass um touching wood here um but i think the biggest red light for me and probably the way we avoid probably a massive failure is around the measurements um of actually measuring the glass panel to fit in the space that you want um, now as red dog glass we don't actually take responsibility for measurements um that's up to the the homeowner, or uh, or we could provide a templating service you do but you I can't, yeah yes exactly um but i can't emphasize enough the importance of if you've got plug sockets in where the panel is going to go or any cutouts of any sort, measuring it is really important. And to have somebody that really knows what they're doing is what you need to do because glass is totally unforgiving. And if you send in measurements that are even a mill out, yeah, it's not going to fit. Won't work. And so... That for me is one of the biggest red lights. Um, That's it. with-
0: and it's a really it's a really really good lesson. Um, and actually, I have got some stories from very very early on in my career when I was working on um, slightly slightly lower budget uh, projects where it was it wasn't always clear who was doing what. And you know there would kind of be someone, often sadly me, in the middle going, "Oh, I- I'm sure I can do that." Now again, I'm touching, knocking on my desk here. Because it never quite went wrong, but that they say measure twice, cut once for a reason. Um, and I have, not with glass, but with other materials, it's cheaper to change electrics than it is to change the glass, or it's cheaper, yeah. it really, so, and if you don't know what you're doing, there's nothing wrong with that, just you can get someone in to do it. And let me tell you, probably the end result will be technically even better than if you yeah. just tried to get a piece of cardboard yourself and Templated it and drawn the dimensions on it and gone, you know, broadly, there's a double socket here. Um, yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for that. I also have I think, sorry, just another, just a quick point, just to wrap that bit
1: up. I would really recommend that the person that templates is the person that's fitting. Don't have somebody templating and then a different person fitting because it's bound to be wrong.
0: That is great advice and certainly echoes and chimes with my lived experience of everyone looking to blame everyone else. Well, if you've templated it and you're fitting it, you've got no one to blame, have you? Exactly. exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I really feel like in this podcast, you're bringing the positivity and I feel like I'm bringing the negativity. I'm going to change that going forward. So (laughs) I'm thinking of being in the shoes of my client. So I'm thinking about renovating or extending my home. And I'm wanting to incorporate uh, this beautiful bespoke um, art glass. So mainly because I'm cost-conscious and I know actually I can't probably do something as much as I might have wanted to, but I want yep. to do something special. What are the three most important aspects that I need to consider?
1: Well, I think coming back to the first point around um, the feel of the space. So when you're designing, so very early on, I think, what sort of feel do you want in the space? Do you want it to feel calm? Do you want it to feel energetic? Um and that will be not only reflected through through the glass and the art, but also I'm guessing the, the units and the, and the color schemes you use and things like that. So really have a, a think about that and, and the art side of things to make sure that that works with everything. Now, one of the things we can do is we can if you've got certain colored cabinets and you choose a particular design, we can actually color match some of the artwork to your units so just to make sure it all sort of fits in beautifully so for me the feel I know that you're very functional but the feel is really important that's what art's about it's about you know if you see a painting that you love it it triggers some sort of emotion and that's what we're looking for with with our glass um and it makes you smile or or just feel calm well that's
0: The functional bit, you're absolutely right, but the design and build happiness, the happiness is that that energy, isn't it? It is the fusion between the two. Yes. And I still get emails. I
1: got an email the other day from one of our past customers probably a year ago who just wrote, I just wanted to write to say to you, thank you so much. Every time I come into the kitchen, I smile.
0: Fabulous.
1: Now, that's what you want, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, nice your own
0: that. home absolutely all done you that's know really good, that's a really good first piece of advice what, what else would you what other aspects should i could consider so i
1: think um to contact us at the concepts stage so that we can be involved right early on i mean the glass is typically one of the last things that goes in you know you need your worktop in before if you're doing a splashback before you put the glass in but i think to to contact us and have a chat you know i'm very happy to chat and talk through designs and colors and things like that just to make sure it all kind of fits together together. together um, and it's not a kind of last minute thought if you're upgrading your kitchen and you you've already you're leaving the units in then great let's have a chat we can talk designs and look at at what your kitchen looks like now and how we can actually revitalize it in a sense and give it a bit of a fresh feel Um, and then the other key thing as I've mentioned is measurements I mean that
0: is absolutely critical to make sure we get those right so, yeah, and you've even you've been very specific there and you said, actually, it needs to be a template. So it's yeah. not just, it's not just sketch measurements on a piece of paper. It's natural. something yeah, I, is the same shape. Yes, I think if
1: it's if it's a straightforward plain piece of glass that's going in front of a single hob or a range that doesn't have any cutouts, doesn't have anything else. I think the measurements are fine and you could probably find somebody local to fit that or do it yourself. It's much more complex when it comes to cutouts and sockets. So that's where you absolutely, I would strongly, strongly recommend a template.
0: Yeah. And that, again, when someone's talking to you nice and early in the process, you can help advise. That's really, yes. cool. that's absolutely fantastic. Now, we, we always talk about money here on Design and Build Happiness. Um, it's sometimes the thing that doesn't make us happy, but not knowing is the thing that makes us really unhappy. So what is your best piece of advice when you're budgeting around um, this beautiful customised art glass?
1: Well, I think the important thing is the happiness side of things. And um, for the glass, what we can offer is any size and any shape. So the aspiration might be to have a massive piece of glass that's, I don't know, three meters by four meters or whatever, um, but it might be out the budget. But what we can offer is maybe you have a a smaller piece, a tile size piece or a, a smaller piece that just pops behind your downstairs sink or you know you don't have to have massive you know it's any size will do so don't um stint yourself on it for price because we can create a beautiful artwork for you that's you know doesn't have to be as big but still gives a wow factor so I think yeah I think that's that's probably one of the big things you it doesn't have to be big you know to to create an impact
0: size doesn't matter in in the regard of this Um, and and this is true I mean this is just this is really really good advice And, and here on Design and Build Happiness we do hear that over and over again which is the reason that the big piece is on the front of the website or the piece that's displayed at the exhibition is because actually you are trying to grab someone's attention uh in the exhibition halls you're also often trying to grab someone's attention from you know maybe 20 30 40 meters away um but often that's that's the creme de la creme that's the rolls-royce that's the kind of you know tropical seven star holiday it's it's not in the region for everyone but that doesn't mean to say there isn't an alternative and that's true of of all materials that we talk about here on the podcast um there's Often, if you engage with good companies, and that's what we bring on, we bring on good companies who know what they're talking about, um, then you will find that you can have that conversation. And my next question is actually about when, where, what kind of stage we talk to each other. You, you kind of mentioned it in the last question, which is to to get involved at an early stage, Sally, to kind of as soon as possible. Um, but if I may, when it just comes to money, the good thing about getting involved as soon as possible is if you love it, but you can't afford it, this product particularly, and this applies to anything which is a final finish, so a, a surface finish, you can do it retrospectively. So you can say, that's my dream item. And in 12 months time, that's what I'm going to have. It doesn't. It, it's not like your first fix electrics where you go, oh, I'd really like that, but can't really afford it. Oh, I'll do that retrospectively. This is yeah. something that actually, if you do love it, and the conversation goes because I think broadly we're talking around the thousand pounds a square meter. I know there's there's it's different depending on what piece, what artistic uh, piece it is you're doing. Then that might not be something because you just spent a load of stuff on first and second fix, but you put it in down the line. You say, could could that? It's it's February. Could that be my Christmas present? So, yeah. and and sorry, I kind of jumped into that second question. And I know that you earlier said speak to you as soon as possible. Is there anything else that you should add so so we get the best function and finish? What you know, what stage to talk to you? Yeah, I mean, you know, beginning of things is 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 great. But
1: do you know what? Sometimes you've got so much going on and so many decisions to make that it's like one step too far because you're thinking about taps, you're thinking Mm. about other surfaces, you're thinking about units, lighting. Um, So, you know, maybe you know, for some people, it's better for them to get the kitchen in and get a feel for the space and then work out okay let's let's have a look and see look at the designs and see which ones we like and, and then I'm very happy to do a video call to actually zoom into your kitchen or your bathroom and have a chat with you about the designs so it, it's really a little bit of an individual um, decision on when they when they would like to to be involved i think sometimes if if you are going to be going for a big piece of glass then up front at least if you can then ring fence that budget mm-hmm. uh, for that piece of glass that's pretty handy um because i think what often happens is budgets sometimes run away a little bit i'm sure they don't on yours abby but, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but sometimes
1: they do and and budgets might overrun and so the you know as the glass is one of the last things to go in it will get knocked off so I think sometimes it's just thinking about how important is this piece to the overall space and then budget accordingly and ring fence accordingly.
0: You said so many elements that are absolutely brilliant in that. Um, Yeah, absolutely. As soon as possible. But then there is a benefit of living in the space. Only when you live in the space do you get to understand what you like, what you don't like. Maybe you thought Beige Core was perfect for you, but now you've lived in it, you've realised you want a little bit more um, also that ring fencing, let me tell you, when you run a project and it's your own home, and you might be listening to this and thought, oh, I've done I've done 15, 20 home refurbs, I'm, you know, a pro, I'm just wanting to know the you know, really good suppliers. But even when you are a very, very sage, experienced renovator or extender, you are surrounded by people that are telling you that their service and their product needs the money spent on it now. And something that's important to you, but that they don't see as important to them, they will disregard and will talk down. And I've seen it happen. I've seen my clients waver when they're being told the thing that they love, the thing that they want in their home actually isn't important. And that is what I do. I say, no, that's the thing that will make the difference. And so it's sometimes really, really, you have to be tough and say, no, this is my home. That's the thing that I love. That was the that feeling when I saw it in that, on the website, in the exhibition hall. That's what I want to walk into every day. Um, and it does, it involves being tough and it involves talking to your team and saying, this is a non-negotiable. It's it's there, it's done. Um, even better, pay Sally for it in advance and she'll hold it for a, a few weeks until <laughs> it's delivered. And then, it's and then you can say, hard luck, I've already spent the money, uh, which is always the ultimate, uh, the ultimate one that no one can counter. No, really, really great advice in there for, for different people, wherever they're in there different stages of their projects um so here at design and build happiness we love achieving the impossible so tell me what's the best idea from a client that you've been able to fulfill well I've got a
1: couple but one that springs to mind which was an interesting one um, when I first set out and it was a lady who had a um it was a big range piece of art on the glass um so there are no cutouts um and she said to me um I'm actually going to be moving house in four years' time. I want to buy this now, but I want to take it with me. Brilliant. So how do, I, how do I do that? How do I fix it? So I had to say at that point, I said, I don't know, but I will go and find out. So um, what was interesting is um, I went to speak to the glass specialists and they gave me the, this amazing bit of advice, which was um, to for her to get some professional strength Velcro Mm. and stick stick it to the back of the splashback, stick the Velcro onto the wall and then fix it with Velcro on the wall and then seal it with your normal sealant to make mm. sure it's sealed around the edges. And then when she comes to move, you just cut the sealant out and you can lift the glass off the wall. So typically you'd use silicone to fix fix it. Mm. So th- that would mean that you can't move it after that. I mean, it, it'll break. on. You- Yes, yeah. um, but using the Velcro, um, this worked perfectly, and this is what the, the client did, which was amazing. That's
0: I go one step further, uh, this is my construction geek coming out in me now, where you aren't using uh, an, an adhesive fitting, where it's anything other than, you have adhesive or mechanical, mechanical is normally something that's uh, screwed in. Velcro, I'm not quite sure where that stands, it's not a traditional construction material, I'll be honest, it's on my it's on my, uh, high-vis jacket. Um, Always make sure if there's just a surface, a little shelf, a, a, a baton, a bead for it to be sitting on. So if for any reason it starts to fail, it's not going to fall off your wall. Um, but that's that's really innovative. And what I like, what I really like about that is that understanding of I love this. I'm going to move. It's coming with me. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely brilliant. And, and having the, again, having the conversation, just you ask what you want in this industry. Just tell people what you want and someone will find a way. That's the first Velcro first velcro use i'm fascinated yeah so i was given that advice because they use
1: it at all the shows apparently Mm. um and uh it's terribly strong i mean once (laughs) once you get velcro together it's really hard to get it off um so yeah so i haven't heard to the contrary at all at the
0: moment so i'm assuming it's still up on the wall Well, I'm absolutely sure she would tell you if there's any problem. I'm sure she would. I'm sure she would. (laughs) Um, I mean, there are so there are so many positive and valuable lessons in what you've just said. But I was going to say, finally, what is the most positive and valuable lesson clients have learned from using um, using Red Dog Glass Design? Sure. Well, I think I think it is that we're the,
1: as far as I can find out, we are the only company that. Use this process. Mm -hmm. So, the fact that I'm from a business background as well as an art background really helps. Um, But when people find us, which has been some of the challenge because we're first to market doing this sort of process, um, we're still working on how to get out there as much as we can and let people know we're here. Um, But it's the change in the feel of the space and the functionality of the glass that transforms a kitchen and a bathroom for the clients and they come back to us and say, this was just, you know, this is just transformational. It really is quite extraordinary. You know, um, we put another big monochrome into a a lot, very large kitchen and the client came back and said, I walked into the kitchen and got goosebumps, you know? um, So it's, it's that evoking the emotion, but just transforming a space into something that's just very personal and unique to you because we create, The painting to fit the size of the space that you want so it's unique to you Um, so you know that no one else will have one like it Um, so it's a very personal thing we pride ourselves on our customer service and we work very closely with you as a customer um, to you know to meet as much as we can with regards to the art and the colour and make sure that you have a and, and make sure that you're part of it. So we do mock-ups and, and build them into, you know, transpose them into the space of a photograph that you give us so you can see what it looks like before we actually manufacture it. It's
0: really um, useful. It's really useful. Yeah. Because not any, everyone has got the vision or the confidence. I'd need to yes. see it in situ yes. just to make sure. Yes,
1: exactly. It's it's so important. and And you can't visualise it because we haven't actually created it for you until we've done it. So you know I can't even explain what it looked like before we've created it. So we like to bring every client along on the journey with us as much as they'd like to be on the journey. So they're really part of it, um, you know, right through to enjoying it at the end.
0: Yeah, no, that's absolutely fantastic. And it is lovely to have someone on the podcast who is ha- half a foot in the art world, half a foot in the technical product world, because I I naturally, my questions are about what is the specification of the glass and is it tempered and heat controlled and things we've talked about. But of course, what you're reminding us is this is this is the passion. This is this is someone who will resonate with you and And it's a very specific product. Um, I encourage you to look at the website. More information will be in the show notes about that to to see if it does resonate with you. But um, Sally is absolutely right. There is at the moment glass available, which is a plain paint colour behind it. Pretty much any glass supplier will be able to do that for you. Please always get Opti white or low iron glass. Otherwise that colour you're going to have behind the glass is not what you think it will be. Um, There are also companies that are putting um, kind of more generically printed so they might put a, a you know wallpaper or a pattern behind glass you get a bit of that you get things with them um, kind of more digitally printed big green leaves that you'll see you'll see on the internet but this is the first time we've got properly a, a an artist with all of the the integrity and sincerity and enthusiasm that sits behind that that I think we're very much getting from you and fusing it with a very technical product, which is why you say you're, you're the first to market. And I'm sure, a, you know, a very, very long tenure. So I hope that you're going to have lots of people phoning you up and saying, my God, I just love it. Just makes me Yeah, <laughs> cool.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Um, oh, wow.
0: So thank you so much, Sally, from Red Dog Glass Design. For more information on today's show, any links we've mentioned or to find other episodes on subjects which are essential. To learn about when creating your happy home, go to our podcast page on abigailhall.co.uk, follow us on Instagram at thequeenofconstruction, and please subscribe and rate this podcast as it helps other homeowners learn how to design and build their happiness. Thank you for listening. I've been Abigail Hall, and this has been the Design and Build Happiness podcast.